0: Hello, uh, welcome to Technically Speaking, um, we are now back on a weekly recording schedule which is absolutely fantastic, and by we I mean myself, Aaron, and uh, my sabotaging friend over there, Peter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, how you doing man? <laughs> uh, I'm okay, I'm okay, it's been, it's been a long, uh, well I say morning, we're now into the afternoon, um wee bit of background. We have sat for the best part of two hours trying to get this set up fixed, because No, 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 no. So,
1: I think the best way to describe it is, you know, we got in, we're feeling good, we'd we'd both played football last night, we felt productive, we'd had a good evening. I have a bad wrist. You do have a bad wrist. We thought we'd come in, you know, early the next day, um, sit down, get a podcast recorded, so it was out for this coming Monday when you're listening to this. Yep. And, well, you know what, didn't quite go to plan. (laughs) We started recording, and there was this horrible buzzing noise. You know, it's the kind of nightmare of any kind of recording experience. No matter what we did, there was just this horrible buzzing noise. And it's a fantastic impression. So after two hours, um, Aaron thought that he would uh, unplug his laptop as it had now fully charged. And Aaron came to the realisation that um, the reason we'd had the buzzing was due to the fact that um the laptop was charging yes. and was
0: causing interference the uh, the charger was causing interference now i just want
1: to say that my laptop is also be charging <laughs> <laughs> so there's a good chance that this cable that we are using we're probably going to need to replace it because apparently Aye, you need char-
0: a 100% battery and the moon to be in a certain position in the sky for it to not interfere yes um, so
1: we apologize if there are any buzzing noises we
0: think it's the fact that the laptops were charging but we're here we're ready to record yep just about episode um, 17 That uh, is episode 17 um how have you been i've been good man i've
1: been i've been good as i say I w- i'm feeling good after getting a run about last night it's the end of the week we're recording this on friday and yeah, I'm feeling I'm ready to chill out. I'm what
0: ready. We got plans for your Friday night then.
1: Well, you know, Earl, you, uh, as a fellow Scotsman, you know that tonight is a uh,
0: bon's evening. It is Burn's night. B- Burn's <laughs> evening. That's the the most sort of <laughs> the most middle class way to. Uh, my sincere, I just I honestly, see that. I keep kicking part of the desk because I like to sit with. Not my legs crossed, but one leg sat on my knee and I keep hitting this one bit and it keeps making noise, so I'm sorry for that, but yes, the most middle class way to put Burns Night, Burns Evening.
1: (laughs) You guys have discovered how to make horror show music.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So, it is is Burns Night, Um, we are scottish believe it or not most of you listening probably will be scottish uh but for those of you who aren't welcome yes hopefully you can understand us if uh, more chance of understanding you than me you i would so? say i
1: how come do you think i i think i talk differently on the podcast
0: i think i do as well you do enunciate a bit more you've got to but um no, you've, got to. Aye. you've got to you've got to um you've got to oh there's a lot of dialect from our part of glasgow the east end which we
1: we cut out for you lovely gents yes ladies (laughs) i don't know why i said gents it's because i'm looking at you i'm sorry
0: um so peter robert burns yes you a fan of his work (laughs) i'm a fan of the i'm a fan of the food associated with his work so (laughs) right before we got to the food can you name any of his poems not one poem. Not off the top of my head. I mean, I think the last time I looked at it, I would have been about 12 years old. So, I mean, the first one that springs to mind for me is Tam O'Shanter. Oh, see, I know that. I know that name. Uh, and then, I'm trying to think, actually. It's been a while since since I've uh, done some Scottish studies. So There's uh, obviously two, a mouse as well. Uh, he wrote Old Lang Syne. A red, red rose. He wrote Old Lang Syne, or am I just going a bit mad? Obviously, Old Lang is not a poem. I don't think he did. I but don't, I don't uh, think he did. Well, let's see then, shall we? Address to the deli. That's my favourite. <laughs> um, well he was from Ayrshire, I believe, Robert Burns. And uh, did not call himself Rabbi or R- uh, Robbie during his life. Was he just Robert? Uh, he called himself Robert and genuinely writes, so I've seen this on Twitter today, obviously because it's Robert Burns Um that... Sometimes he signed off his poems, and I apologise for this, Reverend, but this is just a genuine fact. He signed off his poems as a spunky every now and then. Why? Uh, I, why, I don't know. But uh, it would be his 260th birthday today. That's uh, the celebration of his birthday. Uh, he rests in Dumfries. He did write Old Lang Syne, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, you were talking about the food associated with Robert Burns' night, so uh would you like to talk people through it. So, a typical
1: evening on a... <laughs> on Robert rab- Burns' <laughs> evening. <laughs> a rab- on a Rabbi Burns' night, um, your main meal kind of consists of three key parts. You've got your haggis, Um I'm going to just throw over each part to you and ask if you like them. So, haggis, are you yeah. a fan? Yes. Neeps. Or turnips, or for turnips. the? Yes, yeah. I'm a fan.
0: Patties? Yes. Potatoes. Potatoes.
1: So, for the longest time in my life, I didn't like haggis. Right. What was it about
0: it that you didn't like? The
1: fact I knew it was inside it. Like, the fact it
0: was like So a was it sheep's toe. an ignorance is bliss type thing? <laughs> a sheep's toe. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. I guarantee, have you ever... So, I'm assuming you'll have eaten uh, square or lawn sausage yeah. for those... That, right there will be parts of a cow in there that you would not want to think <laughs> are in there. <laughs> it's like the, nobody wants to see how a sausage is made. Uh, you know, it so, doesn't bother me. So yeah, basically you've got your three parts. You've got your haggis, your neeps, which is your turnip.
1: Now, for the longest time, I also didn't like that. And what, that's what about Tom? Turni- I, I, I so I, d- I just didn't like the taste of it, and I want to give a wee shout out to a place in Glasgow called Pie
0: and Brew, Pie and Brew,
1: which I've I've taken you to. Yes, and they do um, little pies, but they come with neeps, so turnips. Yep. But they season it really nicely with lots of salt and pepper.
0: I think the thing about turnip, and that for me just changes the game because yeah. it goes from being a a discount orange potato to <laughs> fantastic, just beautiful. It, it, I mean, I think the thing about turnip especially like mashed turnip because it's mashed turnip it's not like yeah and it's, ab- so, and it's also mashed potatoes as um, well, most of the time anyway. yeah it's a very <laughs> i mean you could eat it without teeth i think would be the way but turnip i think can be quite watery sometimes if it's not cooked right in the way it's mashed so i think that might put people off but i, I quite like it i, I mean haggis I is something as well obviously there's all sorts of any part of a sheep you could throw in there it doesn't really bother me and you know know what else is really funny how I eventually worked myself up to get to start to like haggis
1: I was um, I was drinking in Howlin' Wolf right and it's a pub in Glasgow was it the haggis pizza no it was the haggis pakora oh why it was part of a kind of sharing board yeah and I'd kind of bought it because I was I'd had about six pints and thought that I could eat 50,000 mozzarella sticks But this Kind of and bold Came <laughs> with other stuff And I thought You know what I'm going to try this Haggis pakora For the longest time I've always said Nope Don't like it um, Not a big fan And thought You know what I'll give it a go And you know what I love it It's great it's Tastes fantastic So this will be the first um, Burns night In years Where I'll be able to Fully appreciate A, few, a full Burns dinner Alongside the dessert of Shortbread
0: Shortbread, is and that what you... Is and
1: washed it down with some iron brew.
0: I know, but that's the thing, iron brew has... Um, Changed the recipe, R.I.P. I, I mean, that was, what, over a year ago now, and it's just... Was it over a year ago now? Yeah, it was like January last year they done it, and it's just not the same.
1: Anymore. I thought it was about April time when the sugar tax so came So,
0: apparently the last, um, well, I think they started to phase it out. Apparently the last batch of iron brew that was made best before is up in June. Uh, that's so sad yeah I I mean I think with Iron Brew what what should have happened was that they give you a choice and you can pay more to have regular Iron Brew because it's one of those things now I mean the only real sort of soft drink that I will see because like Fanta and that I've never been massive on um, it will be original Coca-Cola which you pay a premium for now because of the sugar tax yeah but I I mean you say a premium but 12 pence a litre or something it is it's not well I, mean it's it's I remember there was uh, not controversy
1: but i do remember <laughs> when the, t- the tax came into place and sainsbury's took out the full fat coke from their meal deal yeah that was like a oh,
0: game changer that is a game changer the but priority has
1: lowered but now i don't if have you, a try, if you tried the
0: zero sugar coke oh i love it the original oh i don't i don't like it coke zero no not coke zero they now have coca-cola classic uh-huh. with no sugar so basically coke zero but not coke zero But what I did quite like was, do you remember Coca-Cola Life? No, no, no. Can we get back here? So there's Coke. Yes. There's Diet
1: Coke. Yes. There's Coke Zero. Yes. And now there's Coke Classic with no sugar. Are you
0: sure that's not just Coke Zero that's just
1: been rebranded? It might be rebranded, but... I also remember the green top of Coke Life.
0: I quite liked Coca-Cola Life. Coke Life was
1: fine. No, we have um, 90% of the Coke I now take is Coca-Cola Zero. (laughs) 90%
0: 90% of the Coke you take is Coca Cola Zero. The other 10% <laughs> is full fat Coke for any doubters out there. Okay. There's um, no cocaine being consumed. I was in going my to life. say, is that, on, uh, is that just on nights <laughs> out? I'm a social full fat Coke taker. Yes. yes. No. Um. <laughs> yeah,
1: so th- the reason is my mum's got diabetes, so we don't like. We obviously try and buy as many drinks with no sugar in it. It's uh-huh. possible so that she's able to kind of enjoy it with the rest of us. Aye. So I've kind of found myself drinking Coca-Cola Zero as if it was normal Coke. And I've kind of got myself acquainted
0: to it. I still, I still hate Diet
1: Coke. Coke Zero diet is Coke infinitely
0: better. Uh-huh. Diet Coke to me just doesn't really... D- d- diet drinks in general, Diet Iron Brew is not good. I, I prefer Iron Brew Extra to Diet Iron Brew. Me too. Um... I prefer Pepsi Max to Diet Pepsi. I don't know what it is about diet drinks, but they're quite horrendous, I think, for the most part. Rotten. Um, so, yeah. Is so, there I-
1: is there anything else you like to have on Burns
0: Night? Um, not really, no. I mean, it's a, it's a weird one, right? Because Scottish people take quite a big uh, sort of national pride and, and they love the fact that they're Scottish. If you've ever been abroad and bumped into a Scottish person, no doubt they have sat and drunkenly spoke nonsense to you for a considerable period of time, uh, and about Scotland and all that kind of thing, which is fair enough. But then I've noticed when it comes to what would be Scottish national holidays, so you've got St Andrew's Day, um, Rabby Burns Night, things like that, people don't really take it seriously. They Um, don't. Which I find quite odd. I I find it quite a contradiction. I mean, I think...
1: I think a lot of Scottish people, and you, you might think a bit differently, but I think a lot of Scottish people's... What we consider Scottish and what we consider our culture is quite a world away from what a tourist would consider Scottish culture. Uh-huh. So I think a tourist or an outsider would say, oh, you know, Burns Night and St Andrew's Day must be the biggest night of the year. But it's like, no, a bank holiday Monday at Easter is like <laughs> the biggest <hot> holiday <laughs> of the yeah. year. because
0: St Patrick's Day is the biggest night of the year for some people. Uh, I mean, I think it's... Um, that is quite a weird one Scottish culture Abroad Is
1: There's a lot There's a lot of patriotism I think once you Once you move away I think we'd be more I think if I was to move away I'd be more likely To celebrate Burns Night In a bigger fashion
0: Oh of course
1: It's because you miss Scotland And because you're not there Whereas when you're in The world of Scotland And you know It's it's not It's not like eating haggis is normal And everyone walks about with kilks But I don't ever Definitely associate not. that As Scotland I associate that as Tourism Uh huh is that, is that weird? Is that, is no, that because the
0: Scottish culture's portrayed in the media outside of the UK as, like, this. As you said, like, everyone's from the Highlands, everybody wears kilts, there's no electricity, they fight Vikings, there's a wall built between Scotland and England and all that kind of thing. Whereas that was probably, like, 600 years ago. And there's been... Scotland's just... We just sort of got on with it, I would say, and don't really... Don't really bother with certain things. There's, there's traditions, and I like the traditions at New Year that Scottish people have. hugman is fantastic. Yes. Um, made better by the fact also that that's my birthday as well, which is uh, quite good. I um, can't believe you're letting out that type of personal information. <laughs> what, my birthday?
1: Yes, people don't want to know that. P.O. box.
0: No. Um, so... Uh-huh. Just a wee just some yeah, it is the twenty fifth of January as we record. This will go out in the twenty eighth of January. Correct. Um you're able to count. Yes, which is good. Uh, so we just we thought we'd would kick off the, the first half of the show with a wee bit of a wee bit of Burns chat and a wee bit of Of course wee bit of Scotland chat. I've
1: been trying to get a lot of people who are not from Scotland to listen to the podcast, so I think having that wee bit of Scottish culture will be fun for the old foreigners listening.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, um, to be able to listen that, in fact, everything they thought was true about Scotland is a lie. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much.
1: Um, so yeah, I thought that today we could just go on to talk about some news and tech, and then we could talk a little bit about money and tech. Yes. And how that affects people like me and you in our day-to-day lives, and what me and you could probably do better to save some money and kind of be more efficient with I, d- I
0: definitely need to save some money. I'm quite bad at it.
1: So I'm going to kick off
0: the news segment today.
1: I have found some fun stories. Okay. Some not so fun stories. Not so fun. Um, but just some just some cool stuff that's kicking about. Just some interesting news that kind of caught my eye this week in the world of tech. Right. So one of the biggest news reports that came out this week that really caught my eye was that Apple has shrunk their autonomous vehicle team by two hundred employees.
0: How big was the autonomous vehicle team beforehand? I don't know. That information, but two hundred and one employees.
1: Yeah, so basically, it's um, Apple's. Apple had a project called Project Titan, uh-huh. and that was their kind of secretive autonomous vehicle thing. No one really knew, knows what they're trying to do, whether they're trying to build the software, the AI, okay, or whether they're actually trying to build the actual car. No one really knows what the scope of the project is. Mm-hmm. All the kind of that's came out today is that it's been restructured and dramatically downsized. Um which you know potentially um, there was well I'm I'm kinda reading through the article now and it says that there was potentially five thousand people working on the project at one point. So that, okay. that, that that could be a relatively small change. But given that we don't know that information for sure, it could have been a much smaller amount uh-huh. and it could be a much more drastic change. I think at the end of the day, it's just really strange to think that 200 people have lost their jobs for a project from Apple that no one knows about. I just find that fascinating.
0: Quite strange. You, you would then wonder that if, if that's been so, if they haven't been like moved department or whatever, if they would then want to come out and talk to the press about it and sell their story. Maybe interesting.
1: I would imagine there's a, a there'll couple be a of co- NDAs there, yeah, non disclosure agreements. Yeah, there'll from be a wee, a
0: wee contractual agreement probably. But, um, you know what people are like. People, people break those type of things. Um, that is quite interesting. I, do you know to the point I didn't even really know that they had a thing going for an autonomous vehicle.
1: Well, it's weird because obviously Tesla have been making such large moves in the kind of autonomous vehicle industry. It's quite cool that obviously companies like Apple and God knows how many other companies do see that there's a lot of money and a lot of value in this, and that they are preparing to launch something. Uh-huh. I kind of, what I kind of wanted to ask you was, do you think they're trying to go down the machine learning side of things, where they want to build a bit of software that you, you know that will detect red lights so it stops, sees a green light so it'll go, or do you think they're trying to build an
0: all-in-one, all-encompassing kind of solution? No, Apple, it will probably be an all-in-one type, type thing. Do you think so? imagine.
1: See, I I would have said that up until the Apple TV, because the Apple TV, why why have they not built a television? They've only ever built the wee box.
0: That's true. And
1: but everyone always says they should build a TV because people would buy the TV because it's an Apple TV. Apple monitors are luxurious and they look fantastic. And then you've got the Apple TV built in so you people are more likely to use those services. So my, I
0: would imagine my
1: read is that it's probably going to be more the software side of things but I would think an Apple designed car could be mega cool.
0: I would imagine that if Apple made a Proper television, that it would be uh, uh, the premium they charge, it would place itself out the market, and that might be why they wouldn't do it.
1: I don't know because a Tesla is not cheap. The cheapest Tesla's forty thousand dollars
0: for a car, though forty thousand dollars for the t- for the. That's for the, tar- the cheapest one. Yeah, but for the target market that you would be aiming at for Tesla,
1: that's surely the same market as Apple, though. Anyone that can afford a Tesla has got an iPhone XS. (laughs) If you Uh, can afford uh, 40 grand to pre-order a car and they've got a Roadster coming out and it's uh $250,000, surely they're in the same ballpark. (sighs) Surely Apple aren't going to come out with a car that's a million bucks or not. They're not going to do that.
0: I know, but I mean, I'm talking TV. I'm talking if they made a television rather than a car. Sorry, Chief. And I would think as well, an Apple car would be something that people would I think it would be a what's the word I'm looking for? It would be a sort of a, what is that word? I cannot think of it. It, it would be a novelty. I think and people would buy it for the novelty and then it would wear off. I don't I think Apple if you look at the way that the sort of uh, the the car market is, there are far too many competitors who are already far too well established.
1: But at the same time, none of them are running away with the market. And I think Apple could come in from the aspect of, you know, you already have your computer with us,
0: you've already got your
1: phone with us. It's like another bit of the puzzle, isn't it?
0: So basically you think that Apple... (laughs) where, Where does it go, though, that you get an Apple home and Apple build a house and Apple build your car and Apple make everything?
1: No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that technology is moving in such a way where cars are becoming the latest race in technology. Mm. Why would Apple not be involved in that? I wouldn't necessarily say that. Why? Because you're going to get a car that'll drive itself. And what th- and it's going to be all about what happens
0: inside the car at that point. But I mean, that's... Apple seemed to me to be one of, <laughs> one of those companies that wait for everybody else to figure out the problems and then they make a perfect product. You
1: could say Tesla are doing that right now.
0: Yeah, Tesla are make finding out the problems.
1: Yeah, but and Apple are building a, f- building a project secretively, so, so you... C- you could say that that's not different from any any other approach.
0: I would say that a, an Apple car would at least be like 10, 15 years away. Do you think so? Yeah. Wow. I think they would want to wait, because could you imagine, obviously, you've got the did, did someone not die in an autonomous Tesla?
1: Well, no, no, no. I'm, are you saying if Apple were to release a fully autonomous car, it would be in 10, 15 years' time? Because I yeah. agree with that. Aye. I think that they might bring out a car that's not fully autonomous, but has AI capabilities.
0: But then, like cruise control and stuff, is that not illegal in the UK? Not in, not in america and not
1: in america not in plenty of other countries like that you can you can get it and there's plenty of cars here that have got cruise control they just don't call it cruise control Ah, uh-huh.
0: I, I mean you can I buy d-
1: a mercedes for like 20 grand i just think
0: it's it. very far-fetched and especially if they've downsized. if they've downsized it means one of two things they've cracked the code and they don't need to that many staff or they don't think it's possible.
1: Well, if we were to look at the provisional numbers and say that there's still four thousand eight hundred people working on it, it's still a large project, I'd say.
0: That's true. Um
1: like it's by no means over. I just found it really curious that there's been I think as you say, like what could have happened to cause such a large restructuring? And I think you're right. Ah. They've either cracked the code or they've made a strategic decision well, I mean, on what they're going to do. If there was
0: five thousand staff, that's what like f- and they've got rid of 200, that's like 4% of the staff on the project. It's nothing. Whereas if it's 1,000 staff, then that's obviously a considerable number. But
1: For me, I I look at it and I think Apple under Tim Cook, the current CEO, have maybe released, they've released two products and that's one is the Apple Watch. Uh Uh-huh. And the only other product that they've released is the AirPods. Like they've not, they've actually not launched anything new in a very long time. I would say And they've not entered a new market. And I think that the TV is probably going to be the first new market but that even again you couldn't properly say that because they've already got the apple tv but that would just be an extension um because they're planning on launching a tv service this year apple they've uh-huh. they've been buying up tv shows um so they're planning on launching a tv network with their own content
0: it's one of the, it's one of those you get to a point with apple and you, where do they go um i don't know about that they're one of the most valuable companies in the world. no I, I, I mean in a sense of you've you've said they've not brought out anything new i mean We've done an episode a wee while back on their keynote that they did. Uh, and the iPad looked great and we spoke about all... Th- and I mean, they've, they've done well in the sense of making better what they already have. But, you know, I, d- I just... I think a car is... I mean, I w- I'd probably be proved wrong and look ridiculous, but, you know, I just think it's a wee bit too far-fetched for the moment.
1: I think it's crazy to say that one of the richest companies in the world a car is too too far-fetched when they're richer than Ford and all these other companies.
0: Just because
1: of... And they've been hiring everyone from Tesla and Ford and stuff like that. Like the, a lot of these members of staff are coming from the big car companies. Mm. I don't think... I, I understand where you're coming from from a... You're obviously looking at it going, there's been no proof that they're doing anything. There's nothing really to show that they know anything about what they're doing in that industry. Uh-huh. But I think you could probably also say that that's an industry that's probably ripe for evolution. Like, when you still go to buy a car, it's still a very archaic process. Yes. I think it's It's an industry that's probably ripe for a technology company or for an innovative company to kind of come in and kind of shake things up.
0: I could imagine that Apple will... I could imagine Apple doing something with, like, BMW, where the actual, sort of, as you said, the AI that the car used, be Apple. I think that would be fair enough. And I think a company like BMW would be interested in that. But an Apple car... I get
1: uh, get it, and I I do agree to you, but to some extent, I guess, if I was to reframe it and is it far-fetched to see Apple actually bringing something out in the car industry as as fully-fledged as... uh, A full software system for the car like do you see that as a step too far or do you just see like an apple like that the apple car is that is that is it just that that's too much for you to kind of yeah
0: (laughs) it it's too far a leap from what they do just now i think is the the big issue yeah
1: i totally agree um but yeah i just kind of wanted to let you know that that happened to apple I thought it would be cool to get your thoughts on the Apple car. Was there anything that kind of that you've seen this week that you thought was quite interesting? Uh,
0: well, there was the story about Martin Lewis. We're going straight on to the Martin Lewis story. going straight yes. on the Martin Lewis story. i seen uh, this. What a story. Uh, so basically, he had arranged to take Facebook to court. Essentially, because they'd used his face on adverts or something no, like so that. No, so he he had uh,
1: he dropped a lawsuit because they settled. So I think he'd already started to sue them, uh-huh. and, and they've just settled now rather than actually actually taking them to pieces. So this broke but for those a who couple don't know. For those who don't know, Martin Lewis is a guy quite popular here in the UK for money saving tips, uh-huh. advice on how to save cash. Good ways like high interest credit cards uh, or uh, savings accounts and stuff like that. He, he
0: founded a website called Money Saving Expert. Yeah.
1: So he's kind of notorious in the UK for, I mean, for a lot of people, he does t- teach folk a lot of really good,
0: valuable, um and interesting kind of tips and techniques. Let's just say uh, all. all All his money-saving tips are created equal, Mm -hmm. but some are created more equal than the rest. Some some of them, you'll be like, oh my god, actually, that's quite a good way to save money on, like, heating bills or whatever. And then there were other ones where you go, like, you're saving 35 pence on a coffee that you buy every two days.
1: Hey, that adds up. I'm only kidding. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) Martin Lewis, he had basically been suing Facebook because people had been using Martin Lewis's face on... Facebook adverts that he wasn't affiliated at all with, Uh so it was companies who, you know, were looking to capitalise on cryptocurrency when Bitcoin was taking off and stuff like that, so they were using uh, Martin Lewis falsely as uh, someone who was basically endorsing, so it was like a fake endorsement.
0: Would you even go as far, and that would, I don't even know if Martin Lewis would have any image rights, but would it go as far to violate those if he did have them, and then you would have... I
1: don't know if it would be image rights or like decimation of Uh, character, false advertising or false advertising stuff like that. But um, yeah, so he settled with Facebook. Um,
0: Did you hear what this settlement was? Three point
1: nine million dollars, and also
0: it was but that three point nine million dollars is to be donated donated. to Citizens Advice. Got you. Uh, And he also uh, got Facebook to agree to introduce a scam ad reporting button. Not bad. If you do, I mean, I would have been pushing for the dislike button.
1: Oh, the scam reporting button is quite interesting, though, because do you ever get scam um, kind of scammy Facebook? Oh, of course, ads?
0: course, all the time.
1: I get them as well. It's like, oh,
0: wow, you do not know what you're doing, chief. How do you make money, Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, the way the investment is that they pay. Um, two and a half million in cash to Citizen's Advice and half a million pound of advertising credit Citizen's Advice have. Um, I mean, Martin Lewis himself, what, what's your opinion of the man? So,
1: I think um, he's gained a lot of notoriety in a bad sense because one of my first memories of Martin Lewis was he was on um, ITV's morning show. It's... I don't this the small morning. No, no, no. It was. Th- it's like the one that used to be GMTV and is now. Oh, good morning, good Britain. morning, Britain oh. and all that. Um, Makes me sick. I seen problem. him. I seen him on that. And you know, at first, you know, he, he kind of has really, really helpful advice. You know, he's like, if you are switching to this other card, you know, you get five hundred pounds. You know, you get four percent interest. But then you also get like advice and it's like, you know, if you're paying over £29 a month on your virgin bill, you should be phoning up and threatening to cancel and say you'll go to Sky. We've had one man from Hull who said they <laughs> offered him £17 a month. I, I don't like this idea of just threatening to get a better deal. I, I, and that makes it, some people might disagree with me for that, but... I th- I don't think that's a good way to go about your life because then you're constantly viewing everything as a barter or as a negotiation, uh-huh. rather than just rather than like I like the idea of creating money for yourself, and I like the idea of you know living in living within your means of of what you've got available to you. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of falsely threatening just to save some money.
0: I I know what you mean. Uh, i can see it from both sides oh, I, totally I, I think
1: d- i think i think a lot of leeway comes because they're because de- we're dealing with big companies you know virgin media oh, of are, course. They, are they going to care about 12 pounds a month he, or whatever he's
0: not going to turn uh, he's not going to turn around and say like for instance you know if someone were to, <laughs> to to subscribe to the retro to get some records and go you know this uh the sole trader who you know is uh is bursting these balls to, to make some money and run a company and find records to send to people, uh, you know, if you if you threaten to cancel, he will offer you five pounds off a month. He will not offer you five pounds off a month. I'll tell you that for free. He's a very shrewd man, uh, Peter. But can we talk about the headphone story? Yes, actually, I'm sorry. Has, have we not spoken about this? But surely seventeen episodes and we've spoken about this before. We have. Basically, what happened? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it still it still riles me. Um, I
1: think it actually does.
0: <laughs> basically, Pete had uh, had found these these earphones, and then, I mean, it was like we're talking. I think what I think I mean I think we we're talking about this off-air, but was it Aldi? Uh, just like just a daft pair of earphones. I think we were like third year, like daft wee boys, and um, he said, oh, listen to these like these were These were really cheap, and they were actually quite good." So. I take the earphones off him, have a listen, and I'm like, oh, by the way, they're actually decent, do you think you could get me a pair? Because like, I obviously didn't know he'd, he'd got them. He goes like, ah, eh, I no bother, I So, a couple of days later, um, comes into school <laughs> with, a <laughs> with a pair of these, uh, they were red, weren't they? I, don't know, I can remember every detail. Bright red. Bright red. Um, there was
1: purple ones as well, but yeah, these
0: ones were bright red that the, I got you. These were red. I was like, oh, how much is it? Fiverr. There's me hands it over, trusting in my friend. <laughs> uh, he'd actually had a, had a sixty-seven percent markup on them. They were actually <laughs> three pound, <laughs>
1: and he charged me a fiver for them. And you know, time, labour, money—you know—you need to factor that. <laughs> in.
0: Pete's factoring in petrol each way, even though it was his dad that gave him a lift. Uh, Pete's factoring in the the man-overs there and everything. Uh, so yes. <laughs> My dad deserved a fair cut, even though he received none of it. I was going them. to say, he received none of it. Five pounds. Uh, <laughs> I made a pound of that back yesterday, uh, nine years later, because Pete bought me a look as sport after a game I feel, of five. I
1: feel like we're even now,
0: Alan. Uh, do you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, um, so that, I, that's that's the kind of man we're dealing with. But I know what you mean. See, when you're talking about a multinational, or at least a company that brings in billions, then... I kind of get it, and I get as well that since 2008, times have been tough for people. And £12 a month...
1: That, that can do a lot. ...is
0: £144 a year. Yep. If you can save that from a few bills, that's you could talk like £500 a year, which is a lot. I mean, that could be like 10%, I just, I just 10%, like 5% of somebody's salary, something the, the, like
1: that. The thing, the thing that frustrates me more so is... You know, you could just go to Sky and tell them, I'm paying X amount, are you able to beat this deal, and be positive. The amount of times I've had people coming into L2...
0: It's easier to stick with what you have.
1: I understand that, but I don't fundamentally think it's a nice way of treating companies. I just don't... And it's not that I don't like the... I just don't like the fact that it's encouraged as a way to save money.
0: I mean, I I think that... um, Especially... Sort of like Sky and Virgin, if I had a monopoly for a while, or a duopoly even duopoly. for a while on that market, I think the price, especially so. See, I moved house in like May. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the like, see, looking at it, Sky, it, it's extortionate. The I amount agree. of money. I agree. Uh, I mean, you're talking. So if you want like Sky Sports, Sky Movies, and then just like freeview on top of that. And then, with a broadband and a phone line, you're probably best part of £100 a month. And, I, and it, especially if there are people listening outside the UK, especially in the States, because we spoke about it last week, that is a ridiculous amount of money to be spending on TV. Then, um, if you want to add BT Sport, if you've got a Netflix subscription, if you want Amazon Prime, you could purely for home entertainment be £150, £200. And I I think that is a bit ridiculous, and I think if you want to phone up and get your £89 a month bill down to £59 a month, absolutely, do it. Do whatever you have to do, and especially because, you know, Rupert Murdoch and stuff. Bleed him dry. Take as much money out of his pocket as you can.
1: You know, when you you, kind of say it like that, I, I get it, and I totally understand it. But my instinct would to be would be to cut Sky Sports out from it, or to cut Sky Movies, and reprioritise, and maybe just be a bit a little bit more thoughtful about that. I would maybe cancel my Netflix subscription. That saves me some money. I'd maybe, like, I don't think that you should have to shout at someone to get that.
0: I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I agree. The fact that you should keep a good manner while talking to people about it. You should just say, look. I've I and I agree and I think if you're able
1: to phone up and say look is there anything you're able to do for me I'm trying to lower my bills what are there any I good deals the wind. <laughs> is, no no it's, 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 see if you're asking <laughs> are there any options available I know for a fact that these guys are targets they're sales based they're happy to help you out if they can lower your costs I just don't like the idea of phoning up we we I don't know we are in who works at sky call center in uddingston and you know he's getting paid 750 an hour and his job is just to deal with raging 40 year old women and men who are like this is a discreet like that that's I what get it breaks, that, and that's what his his way of uh, encouraging it is. He, uh-huh. he encourages people to be aggressive and as you say do anything you can.
0: I think people, I think the reason people, well, I mean, people in the central belt in Scotland are aggressive regardless, but I think that...
1: Uh, you can't say that Scottish people are the <laughs> kindest people in the world, but then say they're aggressive about everything. They're not. It,
0: it, it's, the, it's the Kevin Bridges joke that will we'll kick your head and and then give you directions to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there, there's a way to talk to people and there's a way to conduct yourself and all that kind of thing and I get that it, I don't think anybody for a moment should be phoning up as you said we are at Sky Call Centre in Oddingston and be and like I, oh give me £30 a month a half or I'll whatever yeah, you
1: know and and that happens I think that's the upsetting thing and I'm not saying that Martin Lewis is the only person to blame for that but I he's definitely do the think figurehead for it he's been a bit of a catalyst in perpetuating that that way of thinking in my opinion and no matter how much value you can bring, the fact that you can bring also also bring about a culture of aggression and thinking that that's acceptable, I'm not cool with. I get that. That's, that's my only Aye. issue with him. I understand multinationals can deal with saving, with taking fifteen pound off, and I get that. I just don't like the fact that he encourages or maybe doesn't denounce aggression enough.
0: It's that. It's that classic. Um, He's not
1: saying it's bad.
0: No, it's that, it's that classic thing, if, you, if you're if you in a restaurant and get served a bad plate of food, why would you shout at the waiter for it, because they never cooked it? Yeah. Um, so I get that.
1: It's sometimes more about what he doesn't say than what he does say.
0: Uh-huh. And it's, uh, what he implies is the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I get it, times can be tough for people, you know, I run my own business, I'm not exactly sitting on a flush, secure salary, so for me, I think it would be well within my rights to go... Call the Martin Lewis And phone at him Say Oh look I don't want that But for me It would be more about Right look It's going to cost me 80 quid a month If I want that Let's reduce my bills Work hard Work some extra hours Get some more money in That's the way I, That's the way I would naturally uh-huh. think about it Well I
0: mean peop- I think that's the way Most people naturally think that, that most people don't
1: But he doesn't Ever say that But I There's think There's no point of him That says over Work the last hard and make more money
0: <laughs> Over the last 10 years I mean It's not as simple as that though, I know it's it? not I know it's um, not Especially over the last 10 years, when you've got people who have been made redundant or demoted or have had salaries cut, especially totally. those in the public sector. Um, so, for them, if their take home pay is down and they've negotiated a contract a year and a half ago with Sky that they now can't afford because their wage has been frozen, inflation's gubbed, then they should. I think you should try and do something. Because obviously.
1: But do you consider TV a luxury or an essential? Product? I think that's also what it comes down well, to.
0: Well, I mean, that that's a very first-world uh, sort of argument. I, I would say, considering, you know...
1: I'd say broadband's an essential.
0: I was going to say, considering that Finland make have made broadband a basic human right... I'd,
1: I'd call that a utility. i definitely say broadband's something you need to have. But I just think that sometimes folk are complaining, or they can't, they can't afford to do stuff. And it's like, but yeah, paying 150 pound a month, just go to, like what's that Yorkshire company that do the broadband and it's like... Plusnet. M- it's like £19 a Yorkshire. Month. Yeah. Um, like, I, I see both sides of the coin. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do think that... My I
0: think people see... So, say you were like a like a nurse or a teacher or um, any any sort of public sector job, right? Yes. Which Which is a bulk of the jobs in the UK. Yes. Especially the fact that the NHS is like nationalised. I know that... We're trying to siphon it off. That's the thing, right? But you're a nurse and you... You okay?
1: I'm just
0: drug. Okay. Um, your take home pays fallen by ten percent because I of cuts, because of you know bankers people. Like Iceland- so the first banks that fell were the Icelandic banks, and then you've got bankers who are taking home still taking home million pound bonuses, etc. Yes. Uh, people feel aggrieved, and yep. I think they think, why should I have any? Not lower quality of life because, I mean, if you can watch Luther or not, doesn't determine your quality of life. But why should I make sacrifices on behalf of people who, in some cases, have broken the law and gotten away with it? So I think people... I mean, that would be a subconscious thought. That's a very... That's taking it to, you know, quite an odd place. But do you get where I'm coming from? People think, I shouldn't have to live any less than I'm just now, so I will try and get my bills down a wee bit.
1: I totally agree with you. I but totally just don't just you. don't shout yeah, at people down the phone. I think, but also I think that sometimes Burton Lewis isn't preaching to those people, he's just preaching to folk for the sake of it, so someone who's maybe not struggling. That it's keeps like him
0: it. in a job, but see if he just went, Most mosties don't have to do it, but you know, you can...
1: But you asked me my opinion of the guy.
0: Oh, I completely, I mean, I, d- I, d- I don't particularly like him either, I, d- I don't like the cut of his jib. There's something about him that I'm just a bit like, there's something... I want to say smarmy, would he, be the word. He's quite a smarmy boy. There's something about him where I'm just like it. I find him when he, see when he talks to people, like, general public, he's, he can be quite condescending. Yeah, I know more than you. I know better than you. I'm uh-huh. an expert. So, like so, so if you want to listen, do you want to listen. If you want to listen, if you want to get three pound fifty a month off your Scottish power bill, do you want to listen. Do you want to listen. That kind of thing. Uh, so I'm not a big fan, but
1: so kind of going on from that i just about to
0: move on myself because <laughs> i was like we have been on this for a while so so
1: kind of going on from that i think i can both say that we see both sides of the coin
0: 100
1: there's the part of there's definitely situations we're calling up because see if you know fine well that there's a new deal for new customers and it's 35 five pound a month less by all means go call up i think there's a flip side where folk can be a bit more savvy with their money and that's the side of martin Lewis that i do really like and what i thought that given the nature of the tech uh, nature of this podcast was that we could look at some of the technology and apps which are being developed right now to help folks save, save back money. cash
0: I think that was quite a good wee idea quite a good wee following there from you Pete. I mean, thank you first of all the first thing I'm going to talk about well, What do you use
1: any? I know you've got Monzo
0: that was the thing I was going to talk about because it's the one that, that see this is the thing uh, I want to permanently move to Monzo I have. I'm currently with Royal Bank of Scotland. Um, but, you know, student life, etc. basically has tied me to them for a wee while. Uh, so, hopefully, if come August I qualify as a teacher and can get to a point where I can shut that account down, then I would do that. Uh, Monzo is great because it allows you to budget without. Not sponsored, by the way. We are not sponsored. <laughs> um,
1: if Monzo want to come and sponsor
0: us, I would be delighted. Uh, it will be a yes. nominal fee. Uh, it it tells you like so at the end of every month you get a report, and that report tells you you spent this much in restaurants, you spent this much on groceries, you spent this much on bills, this much on rent, this much on other, and other can be whatever. Um, so that's good. Uh, it's it's also good for like holidays and stuff if you're a bit tight for cash as well you can it basically makes your money a lot easier to monitor Um, monthly report so it's like general, eating out, bills, groceries, shopping holidays, transport Uh, it's just a standard it's a mastercard so you can use it pretty much everywhere I like it we've spoken about it at length so I don't want to spend too long on it is there anything that you actually use other than Monzo to save money?
1: So, at the moment, I don't. Um, and that's just purely because the amount of money I've got coming in at the moment doesn't really allow me to optimise too much. Okay. Um, in an ideal world, you know, I would be using a lot of other apps, so, and I'd probably be opening up a lot of other bank accounts with like high-interest saving accounts. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing the whole classic opening ISA, all that type of yeah. stuff. Um, what... <laughs> no, nothing Why did you just laugh, either? No,
0: no. It, It's far too abstract a reference Come on, go for no. it No Go for it No, because it's, it's it's not family friendly
1: Okay, let's not do that then <laughs> Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry But there have been apps that I've tried previously Okay um, And just due to the fact that I was, you know It was it was more of an experiment of moving accounts And uh, just testing out different apps to see if there was anything that worked for me So, I tried two apps, one was called Moneybox, yeah. so Moneybox, if you've not seen the adverts for it, it's pretty cool, so what it does is, you know, you spend pound uh, forty on a coffee, it'll round up that 60p up to £2, and it'll invest that in stocks.
0: Do so you have any control over the stocks it invests in, or does it have like an algorithm? I suppose that would be kind of cheating the stock market a wee bit.
1: Yeah, so I think I think um, I think you are able to. Uh, I think you are able to choose um, kind of what type of stuff that you want to invest in, but it doesn't give you full granular control. Um, So I've also used an app called Chip. I don't know if you've heard of Chip. I have not. So Chip is it's really weird, and I don't like apps that do this. I've learned this from working with Chip. So Chip doesn't actually have a proper menu when you open the app it's like you talk to a robot so it's like you enter a thing and then it's oh. like a wee robot that replies to you but the idea of Chip is what it does is it will look at it basically you connect it to your bank account okay. and then it will just deduct money silently and put it in a savings <gasps> account so that you don't miss it it's like ah, oh, your current bank account, £17 less that's quite so, strange so the whole point is it automates it so rather than you looking at your bank account and going oh, I've got £150 in my bank account left, uh, I'm going to be a bit tight, it'll be like, oh, cool, you've got 110 in your bank account. You live on that because that's all you see in your bank account. Okay. But then your chip account goes, here, by the way, I saved you 70 quid last month. And you go,
0: fantastic. Oh, I don't know if I like that.
1: But obviously that's a tight situation and a more, if, you're, if you had a lot, a lot more money in your bank account, it, it starts to take more out. So it's basically... C-
0: can you control the amount it takes yeah. out?
1: You just say the robot cut out. Yeah, so you can stop. So you can you can tell it up up to a certain percentage of of what to take. Ah right, okay. Um, so for me, I wasn't. It was one of those ones where I kind of automate a lot of my savings already. So I've got just a monthly thing. It dumps it into a pot in Monzo, and it just starts to so it just accumulate. Puts it in one side, That's and I don't enough. I don't really look at it because it just all happens at the start of the month. Um, Oh, there's tons, man. I mean, you could you could literally talk about it for ages. Um, so, uh, is there anything that you've ever used?
0: Uh, do you know what I have not? Purely down to student life. Um, there's been things that I wish I could have used, uh, but just haven't. And you know, when 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 you know, mortgages have to be saved for, holidays have to be saved for, that kind of thing then I'll, i will basically what i'll do is move money from my bank of scotland account into my monzo account each month and just keep the money in the monzo account and just do it that way
1: sweet i like it so i think what could be really cool is for us to link some really cool resources or apps like that in the description so we'll stick that in the show notes uh uh-huh. Um, I watched a video from a guy that I follow on YouTube and he basically said how to become financially independent and it was all about starting an emergency fund, building up, starting doing all that type of stuff, which I found dead interesting. Um, something I do really want to do is become a lot more financially savvy and I'm hoping to use technology at kinda as many steps as possible. So I think that could be cool to kinda keep the podcast kind of up to date with that, uh-huh. um, especially for stuff that does involve tech.
0: Uh Um. I would say that's one of the things we do quite well is we will we don't just talk about technology from a point of view of this is a thing that's happening this is how much it is we would actually we'll talk about things that we use in our day to day life that could help people Uh, because we're we're kind souls we are we might not seem it but well I might not seem it but we are Um, there's a lot of apps out there plenty of them Uh, are there any that you've seen that like catch your eye that you that you would like to use
1: um i mean for me it's all about just trying to get like almost like a strategy and a game plan put together um i'd really like to say right this is where i want to be set some goals and then just look at the most efficient ways of trying to get
0: there do you not have a budgeting app
1: well i use monzo a lot for my budgeting now did you not have one before it uh, I mean, I did a lot of manual budgeting myself,
0: but not really. No. No, I thought I thought you had an app. I don't know if I'm just imagined that, but no. I really like the budgeting app on Monzo
1: or the feature in Monzo because it's really good. So if you've had more than like, you can set a budget of you know I only want to eat out sixty quid so it'll tell you once you're over that budget and every time you buy when you're eating out it will literally say you're over your budget Uh, and it's a real proper guilt trip yeah it's a real proper guilt trip um so i want to close out with one final money saving app right and this app you can only use for today in fact when people are listening to this they won't actually be able to use this money saving app all right so for today, me and you, we are going to get some lunch after this. Are we going to get lunch? And we are both che- going to get a cheeseburger for free from McDonald's because if you download the app today, you get a free cheeseburger. Right. We have just saved ninety nine pence. <laughs> How do you feel? Uh, I have hit you with the Martin Lewis money saving <laughs> expert patter. Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. <laughs> of course. But, what, um,
0: what is the What is the app?
1: Uh, it's just a McDonald's app, and they launched. Um, they just launched a feature because obviously it was Blue Monday this week. Uh, and they basically said, you know, it's sad to cheer you up, <laughs> get a free cheeseburger, and that's lasting for all of this week. So today's the final day. Payday's not here yet. Dating cash, a wee free I, I, I cheeseburger. Got, I got paid yesterday.
0: Yeah, that weekly pay. Of course. I've also got a um, got a gin tasting to go to this oh, afternoon. Fantastic. I mean, Line the stomach. I am not a fan of gin. I'll put that out there. Um, but it's Eden Mill stuff. Fantastic. That we've got in, uh, the no, um so <laughs> but um so there's like a pink gin, which I actually don't mind with a wee bit of lemonade. But it's ah, uh, oh, it's just regular gin that I can't really stick, but you know, lining the stomach with a with a with a free cheeseburger from McDonald's. We'll do it. Um this has been technically speaking, where can people get in touch with this pe-
1: so you can get in touch with us um if you want to actually participate in the show directly one of the ways you can do that is to drop us an email our email address is hello at technicallypod.co.uk. Um, we're on facebook twitter and instagram and we've got a whole bunch of content lined up i'm pure chuffed with it i spent a bit of time on it yesterday so by now a lot of that should be filtering through by the time the good people at home are listening yes, to this
0: at technically pod it is across all those things so uh,
1: at technically pod um, if you also visit our website technicallypod.co.uk we've got a nice little form so if you'd rather not fill out a cold email you're not too sure what to say just fill out that form with what you want to say and you know we we'll, would love to kind of read out some, some content and uh-huh. kind of get, get your response. so it'd be really cool to hear about how other people are maybe using money saving technology what kind of hacks they've managed to find You know, uh-huh. if they did that uh, if they did manage to maybe phone up Sky and save 40 quid off their bill do they feel guilty about it? Do they feel bad? Or do they feel empowered? Are they happy they did it? I What's your really...
0: opinion on Martin Lewis? What do you think of haggis? Do you like turnip? Uh, A lot to discuss. P- and also, uh, our our preferred method of correspondence would be through Anchor. Uh, we use Anchor and you can leave voice messages. So, if somebody would be so kind as to drop one in, and we think it worthy, then we'll we'll play that out on the show and then we'll answer any and, questions. And the there? easiest way to get um to reach out to us
1: uh, using anchor is just to download the app, search for technically speaking. If you're on the desktop it is anchor.fm slash technically pod. And that'll take you there. Yes. Um but yeah, we would really appreciate an email. I think a follow on social media would be brilliant. We're now really trying to up that. We're trying to put in
0: more. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone. Of course. Um
1: if you enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review. A wee five star review on iTunes would be fantastic.
0: And if you didn't, just leave us alone.
1: Yep, if you didn't <laughs> if you didn't enjoy it, no review please. But yeah, so I I think it's fair to say me and you, rookies in the podcast world. Very much. I don't think we realised how important getting those reviews on iTunes were, so it would be fantastic if we could get some five-star reviews from you guys. Um, We've left some some funny ones ourselves under some good aliases, (laughs) so you can try and work out whose is whose. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next Next Monday. Next Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much. Goodbye. So far, I, I forgot to play there's the music. There's a button you have to press here, Pete. Sorry, so uh, here's, here's, here's the outro. That's,
0: that's. Smooth.
1: Right. See you after. Goodbye. Goodbye.